Chapter 56. Punta Arenas, Chile. Search for the Chilean Flamingo. To get to Punta Arenas in the far south of Chile, you had to go through Argentina, as there's no road on the Chilean side. Our bus left Castro at 6.25am and was going to take a whopping 34 hours. In my wisdom, I booked seats, two from the front so we could see the TV screen well. It turned out that the seats on the driver's side were a lot more cramped than on the right side of the bus. As it was such a long bus ride, I thought spacious seats would make a big difference. There was a couple of seats on the right about halfway down the bus, but we noticed they smelled of vomit pretty soon, so we had to sit right at the back next to the toilet, which was fine for the first few hours, but pretty smelly after that. We crossed on the same ferry as before. This time there were more seabirds, like the huge Antarctic giant petrel and pink-footed and sooty shearwaters, all threatened and near-threatened species. Time tipped by slowly as we moved out of what looked like British countryside and up into the Andes, where the leaves on the trees were all turning shades of yellow and orange. We went over the Andes and crossed the border with no hassle into Argentina, country number 10 on my trip and 38 in my life. The scenery was some of the most beautiful I'd ever seen, and I felt a pain in my chest just looking at it. A little light was coming through the curtains in the morning. I opened them up a little and peered over the barren, flat landscape. Out of the window I saw a few good new birds, including a few lesser rears walking over the grassland, and a few flocks of Chilean flamingos gathered around some small lakes. We also saw lots of guanacos, the wild cousin of the llama, and even some small grey foxes that were being fed by people at the border crossing back into Chile. Punta Arenas was really cold and the weather reminded me of my university days back in Scotland, leaning 45 degrees into the icy wind on my way to lectures. The town itself reminded me of a seaside town in the north of England and was a lot bigger than I'd imagined. The first hostel we tried looked abandoned, so we called ahead to another that had a spare room. I waited up for Tim, who arrived at 11.30pm, and we caught up on the birds that each of us had seen in our days apart. I think January to March is the best time to visit this place, as it's really cold and windy now and some of the species have migrated north already. We wanted to check out some specialties at the Reserva Forestal Magallanes, 8 kilometers west of town, mainly for the Magellanic woodpecker, the largest woodpecker in the Americas, which is jet black with a striking bright red head. Walking up the hill and across the barren area overlooking the town felt like I'd gone for a walk on Ilklimora in the middle of winter. The wind was vicious and there were no birds to be seen. Obviously they had more sense than we did. We managed to hitch a kilometre or so, but had to walk the rest. The trees in the reserve were all short with small leaves, which I guess must be an adaptation to living in a windswept land. The warden at the gate led us through without paying. He must have felt sorry for us. Tim chatted to him in Spanish, asking him if there were any carpinteros, woodpeckers, but he said no. We walked along one of the trails down to a small stream. Just as we started to despair at the complete lack of birds, we heard loud jay-like cackles which I knew instantly were Magellanic woodpeckers. The warden was obviously not a bird watcher. We got great views and I got a couple of pictures before two stray dogs that had been following us chased them off. We saw nothing else so headed back over the windswept moor and managed to hitch a ride back into town where we walked down to the coast and did some sea watching. There were several good species close to the shore, including more Antarctic giant petrels. On the ridiculously long bus ride to Punta Arenas, I'd seen lots of ducks and geese on the ponds and flooded fields by the roadside north of town. I wanted to head up there again and get a better look. In the morning, the three of us set off to try and find a bus heading north. 
We found none, so took a colectivo to the edge of town where we started trying to hitch. A guy in a small sports car picked us up and my girlfriend and I squeezed in the back, me with my head at a 45 degree angle against the roof. The lakes I'd seen from the bus never materialised and I felt a bit guilty for dragging us up here. Tim, as usual, showed no sign of getting annoyed. He's such a calm guy. We never found the lakes that I'd seen, and after seeing a few more interesting seabirds like South American terns and rock cormorants, we surrendered to the cold and started trying to hitch back. 